0: Harmony at home. That is what most caregivers strive for when parenting an autistic child. Often parents are overwhelmed with meltdown after meltdown and really not sure what they can do to help their child. This impacts the family dynamic and often takes a toll on the parent-child relationship. We want to help you navigate a journey towards less chaos and more calm. The Meltdown Manual is a roadmap to Harmony at Home. The strategies that we will share in this course can be implemented by any parent who is willing to commit and for any age or stage of development. You don't need a therapy-based degree to become an expert on your child. It is our experience that parents can easily implement these strategies as efficiently, if not better, than a therapist or educator. My name is Stacey Badon, and I will be one of your instructors for this course. I'm excited to share the knowledge I have gained over the past 35 years as speech therapist, child development specialist, sensory enrichment therapist, and an educator, working with hundreds of autistic children from around the world, as well as their parents. I am excited that I'm going to be joined with Torrin Kearns, who is an autistic adult, a screenwriter and content producer with over 30 years of lived experience. The course will start
1: in May of 2022. We'll have more information soon. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I didn't say anything because I wanted to give that dead time at the end of it too, uh, so I cut that off as well. No, that was good. That was good. That was good. And we are live back with another episode of Shifting Narrative on Everything Autism. I'm Torrin Kearns, and as usual, I'm joined by the Autism Sage Herself, Mama Baden. How are you? I am doing pretty good today. The
0: sun's shining, so that always makes me happy.
1: Yeah, lucky, lucky you. That, that's because you're out in Cali right now. That's good. That's yes. why the sun is shining. I'm in New Jersey. I know. looks, I like, the in, looks like the inside it's of a colon.
0: I sat outside and got sunshine on my face,
1: which was nice. Uh, So we knew this topic was unavoidable considering the time of year that this new season is coming out. Yes. Considering that this time of year has been all the rage in the autism and autistic communities. It was unavoidable. So let's do it. What is our topic for today? Today we're talking about
0: April. (laughs) April. (laughs) <laughs> i say it that way because april is autism awareness now autism acceptance now autism awareness and acceptance autism the month right this is the but month, the, the
1: month of the month of autism
0: essentially yes it is and and you know i, I sent a message to you earlier this week because I was reading you know, post and social media and just, you know, seeing all the activities and, and going out through some of the stuff on my, my phone and, and seeing memories and of things that I've done in the autism community during April. And it, I got really sad torn. Like I got really sad because I used to get really excited about April. It was a, you know, what's the month my my son is born. It's my birthday month. It's the Jazz Fest month. And it was a month for me to celebrate with families in the autism community, um, educate others um, who are not, you know, connected to autism in any way. And it was exciting just to talk about autism, right? And in a way every day and, and just have this opportunity. And now... You know, I mean, I sent you a message and I said, you know, I feel like a lot of autistic individuals in the autism community have like ruined it, because everyone's screaming at everyone about do it this way do it this way and it's just sad to me like I'm not excited anymore. (laughs) Now I just want able to be over.
1: Well, I think the counter argument to that. I agree with you, but I think to play devil's advocate which I do all the time on the show. The counter argument is autism awareness, unfortunately, tends to be more about caregivers, parents, therapists, teachers Mm -hmm. than actual autistic people. It's basically celebrating the people who have to deal with the burden, quote unquote, of autism. And that rubs, understandably, a lot of autistic people the wrong way, because Mm -hmm. every April, right around right going into April, not like the last week of March where we are right now on data recording, we just get inundated with a, just an endless stream of yeah. memes like I love someone with autism. I block people for posting that. I'm not even making that up. If you yeah. post, I love people with autism, I'm not talking to you. I I don't deal with stupidity well. Yeah, And We have to get inundated with that and the celebration of the people, the martyrs who sacrificed their whole life Mm -hmm. just to take care of our poor, retarded asses. Mm -hmm. It makes me sad just thinking about it. So that's why a lot of autistic people viscerally hate the month. I Mm -hmm. agree we we, we tend to go too far, but there's a lot of hate and a lot of anger on our part because the truth is no one cares about us. Because you said autism awareness, now autism acceptance. It isn't really autism acceptance. That's what we call it, but no, no one calls it that. It's still autism awareness. You go to the hashtag, the autism awareness hashtag is doing way better than the autism acceptance hashtag. They say, well, torn. it's just hashtag. That means something. That's where, that's where social discourse is, mm-hmm. unfortunately. It's in hashtags. It's on social media. Mm-hmm. And on social media, it's still autism awareness. And the awareness, the implied awareness is, not awareness of autism is this, awareness of the struggle of people adjacent to autism. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of people hate it.
0: Yeah, and you know, so I guess for me, and you know, we've had these conversations before and I've had discussions with other um, autistic adults in terms of when you're screaming and yelling at people to see a perspective or to have the same opinion as you, they can't hear you talking, right? And when you're screaming and yelling at parents who are already under supported in terms of trying to even get, you know, whatever it is that they need in place to support their child, it's, it's one more thing. And so then we lose an opportunity to, to get folks to come on board with what, you know, and whether it's embracing neurodiversity, whether it's, you know, whatever it is that we're, we're trying to accomplish and so for me, when, when I started this journey, and I think that's the part that sometimes I feel like autistic adults don't understand. And sometimes I get frustrated as, as well with professionals and therapists. I have to remember everyone's at a different part of their, in this journey, right? If you are just getting a diagnosis, you are not ready to talk about what symbol to use, right? You have a three-year-old child that has been put out of everyday daycare. You've lost your job because you have been called to get them every day. You're not ready to listen
1: to something about melting down every day. That's the only way you get a diagnosis. If yeah. the, if the child isn't doing well, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And so I think that it's the expectation for for folks to automatically get it and be on board and embrace it when they're trying to do all this other stuff is really tough. And so for me, I found that, you know, getting parents together for, let's say an autism awareness walk, right? I mean, I have a wonderful memory of of my first walk, if I want to say it that way, with families. And, And I will say that that walk, 20 years ago, brought together families in a community that are still doing the work, still, you know, educating, putting together things, you know, and, and and they have had their journey, but, you know, the Autism Walk, the Autism Awareness Month brought them together. And if it would not have been for that, they would not have gotten together, right? Because the bottom line is, you know, there was a purpose in April and and and, you know, I don't want to talk, uh, this is not about puzzle piece or not the puzzle piece. This is about the month of April and and what are we going to do moving forward, right? Like, are we just going to keep staying in a state of rage? You know, am I going to be sad every April because it's not what it used to be, you know, for me personally, where I really just loved families getting together. And and I think that whether families are getting together to where draped in puzzles or whether families are getting together to raise money for a foundation. Parents need, we cannot change and shift the narrative unless we get large numbers of people with the same perspective and the same mission, right? And the only way sometimes to get people together is to have a gathering where they're all going to meet because they have something in common. And it's just been, I mean, it's like, I feel and I'm, I'll let you speak on it but I feel like even if I wanted to go to a walk like oh my gosh like like everyone's going to be like oh gosh you, you know, like like how could you do that and I'm like well you meet people right and when you meet people you have conversations and when you have conversations you can bring people over to to thinking differently and seeing it differently but now it's just everyone's yelling you know what do we call it what do we not call it You know, don't call it anything. I'm not going on social media for the month of April. And, you know, parents are just like, okay, I'm lost, right? And I found this walk or I found this event. And now do I go? Do I not go, right? Am I going against autistic individuals? And it's just gotten so freaking political. And I just
1: don't even know how this has happened. Like, I really don't know. Anyway, we know how it happened. Social media, like, you don't know how it happened. We all know how it happened. The same thing with everything, same reason, everything has become politicized, social media. Mm -hmm. But Stacey, I'll have you know, it Mm -hmm. is ableist of you to demand that autistic people stop being scumbags on the internet. (laughs) As able, we should be allowed to just be the worst, just act like the worst of human nature at random well-meaning people We we should have the right to be able to do that because it's ableist to expect us to act like decent human beings. Well, that's inclusive. inclusive. I'm speaking, I'm being very tongue in cheek. Yeah. But not that far off from some of the stuff I hear out of the more extreme fringes of the autistic community. Yeah. Where they're like, well, they'll say some really insulting shit, like generalizing, like legitimately insulting stuff. And then yeah. be like, oh, I don't have the spoons debate this. I'm turning comments off. So you just insulted yeah. a bunch of people and turn the comments off, or, or they don't like, I don't have the spoons debate this. You just call the entire group of people X, Y, and Z. And you don't have the spoons debate that? Yes. So that that's the sad thing. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but No. Yeah, you know how I feel.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, Torrin, I you know, I when I met you, I lived in Puerto Rico and I loved living in Puerto Rico. Um did you one of those paper towels that Trump threw? No, I did not. I did not. I wasn't there for that. I missed the paper towels. But when I was there, I will tell you that I have never, ever, ever seen in my entire 20 years of working with families around the world, around the country, going to different events, I've never seen the outpour of community support like I saw in Puerto Rico. And... If, if an autistic individual saw the videos and went to one of these events, they would probably literally, I don't even know what would happen because everyone is draped in puzzle pieces. And when I say draped, I am not exaggerating. I mean, motorcycles are decorated, cars are decorated, vans are decorated, trucks are decorated, shirts, hats, shoes, ponytail. I mean, every. it's like, a colorful vision of puzzle pieces everywhere, right? But I will tell you, they are genuinely accepting of the children. Stimming has never been shunned. No one says stop. I mean, I have never seen such an embracing community of family. Everyone's there, everyone's there. And I remember the first year when I went to an event, Um, you know, I had the scarf that they gave me and my shirt that I was wearing as a volunteer. And there were puzzle pieces. And, and someone said something to me about, I can't believe you're wearing that shirt. And I literally wanted to say, you have missed the fact that all of these people have gotten together to celebrate the neurodivergent child to embrace and get families together. All the therapists were there providing sensory. I mean, it was just an amazing outpour and they do a christmas event and i thought i can't believe you're picking on what i'm wearing and missing what we want which is acceptance right i'm like living in the midst of this experience that is i've just never i mean when i tell you no one ever says to a child to stop flapping their hands i have never in all of my time in quarter and i've been to many I went after the earthquakes to help communities. I went, nobody tells the kids stop being who they are. But they wear puzzle pieces, and that's held against them because Puerto Rico's colorful. They like bright colors. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying we should argue about, you know, oh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to have this big thing about you guys shouldn't be wearing puzzle pieces because that really is not indicative of what they are doing. I don't even think they even like know the history of the puzzle piece. I mean, I really don't. I think they're just, anyway, I will stop because I I think that sometimes when we nitpick on little things, we miss the bigger picture. And I think that you cannot get folks to see a different perspective if you're yelling at them when they're not ready to hear, or you're just yelling at them, like, <laughs> like I don't want to listen when people are yelling at me.
1: Ugh, anyway, well, the thing is, I'll, well, first I'm just say for expecting autistic people to understand context, that is a very ableist state, statement, Stacy. We should be allowed to just, I know, take things out of context. Yes. And just spew hatred at people, and actually kneecap our own cause, and then complain about why they're still misunderstanding of autism, and expecting us to, you know, use cognitive like functioning to like use common sense. That is incredibly ableist, because as you know, autistic people are completely incapable of using common sense. Obviously, I'm joking here, but I'm probably just going to do this the whole episode just to let y'all know. The last few days have broken my brain. We're recording this in the aftermath of the Will Smith slap. And I have to go on social media for my job. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure I have brain damage now. Just just just, just to give y'all, just just, just, just tell y'all. Like it, it melted my brain, the type of dumb, ableist comment. Yeah. Um, oh, Oh. So I'm probably just gonna be kind of tongue-in-cheek the so, just to warn you guys. My actual opinion of Autism Awareness Month is I kind of hate it mm-hmm. because of all the reasons that most autistic people don't like it. Mm-hmm. For the most part, while there is some community, most of it's just virtue signaling. For, for yeah. those of you who don't know, virtue signaling is when you do something, like something token, like a token gesture. Yeah. So I love someone with autism, posting that on Facebook, mm-hmm. something like that, where you're not actually doing anything, but get you likes and get you comments, you're signaling mm-hmm. virtue. Yeah. and that's what most of Autism Awareness Month is. Unfortunately, it's a combination yes. of that and a bunch and a small, relatively, in my opinion, relatively in the grand scheme of things, small cadre mm-hmm. of angry autistic people mm-hmm. with sizable followings on social media of other angry autistic people who don't ha- who are not happy where they are in life. Mm-hmm. Like they're not happy with their lives. That's fundamentally that's what's wrong with them. They're mad about where they are in life. They're mad about mistakes they chose to make. Yeah. So they just spew negativity out to everyone around them. Mm-hmm. So it's a combination of these two, of sort of this absence, absent-minded airheaded virtue signaling mm-hmm. and just screeching, like, yes. like infantile screeching. And that's all it is. So that's personally why I hate it. I feel like nothing actually gets done or mm-hmm. just people aren't getting helped. We're not yeah. shifting narrative on shit. I'm I'm just yeah. being honest. Not us, but 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 the month itself. We're not we're not shifting narrative away from the standard, the sort of standard uh, 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 diatribes of we're burdens, or just basically walking meltdowns, or we're geniuses. Nothing changes. I know it sounds negative, but that's essentially what's happening. Oh, so I yeah. kind of don't. I don't like the month. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen some encouraging signs where a lot of people in the autism community have realized that. The best way to counter bad speech, is more speech. So yeah. there's a lot of counter messaging happening. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. That's what a lot of people I know are doing. Where they're, you mentioned earlier, I'm not going on social media. They're doing the opposite. They're going ham because mm-hmm. they're trying to flood the zone with truth, with facts, with reality to counteract all the bullshit. So mm-hmm. I do see some encouraging signs. But overall, I, I don't like the month, but it is, it is what it is.
0: Well, you know, social media, I think also is a huge contributor to the destruction of a lot of things, right? <laughs> like, like people having, access, you know, the fact that you have, you know, other people have access to you. Um, the fact that people have a platform to, you know, scream and yell all day because, you know, probably, I, I don't know. And this is not, I'm not talking about autistic images. I'm talking in general on social media, you know people just literally yell all day long. Like that's just what they do on social media. I don't know if they don't have friends, I don't know what's going on, but that's what people do. <clears throat> um, but, so I guess, you know, and, and, and I will I will go to, you know, cause I, I, I'm, I'm always, I feel like I'm always sort of the, oh, what is that? Um, oh my gosh, mediator, right? mediator sometimes between, you know, uh, the autistic adults that are my colleagues and friends and parents, right? And mediating to get, okay, well, this is what they need now, and this is why they're, <laughs> and I understand where you and and the, so this is this because everybody's coming from a different perspective, right? And I think that one of the the and and please know and you know this, Torin, I'm I'm would never say. I, I do not agree with, you know, uh, I, didn't, I, don't, I don't agree with the idea of parents taking on their child's disability as their own, right? Like autism mom and, you know, like nobody's walking around saying I'm a Down syndrome mom or a blind mom, right? Like nobody's saying that or deaf, you know, I mean, nobody says that. Um, now, I even see that now the terminology, sensory parent, I'm like, oh, great. Now, kids with sensory, now their parents are taking on the sensory. I mean, that's the
1: new thing. I'm into sending you a I message. haven't heard that one, but oh, God. I just
0: saw it the other day, and I'm into send you a snapshot of
1: it, but I forgot. Well, the difference, so, the difference is Down syndrome kids aren't associated with meltdowns.
0: Yes, 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 yes. But, so, so my thing is, I, I, I do, though, think that sometimes the autistic individual grown up now, right, doesn't know what, they don't understand sometimes why the parent feels that way, right? They don't understand that sometimes even talking about autism or, you know, even trying to get to autism awareness acceptance um, and it for some people there's so much cultural pressure there's so much family dynamic pressure that um and that's not even talk about the schools that it's even hard for them to want to embrace and get on board right and so sometimes i feel like april is an opportunity if done well in certain circumstances that you can get those parents right to there because they see there's a community that will sort of understand where they're coming from and not saying clearly the autistic child in three in the five-year-old kindergarten classroom is the the one that is struggling right Um, but at the same time you know we have a parent that's ostracized schools don't talk to them schools you know talk to them like their child is crap and talk about their kid like crap and it's hard right it's really hard and 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 the expectations for the parent to fix it right and fix it and fix it before they send them to school and so I just you know I I really hope one day that we can really have like a a really I always envision like a table a discussion where parents are talking to, and like various parents, like parents of newly diagnosed, parents of teens, like, like people just wanna to come to the table and have a good discussion so we can figure out what we can do together because everyone's experiences are different, right? And everyone reacts based on their own personal experiences and your perceptions and the way you think and approach things is based on your experiences. So I think we just need to have, I would love for us to have a place where we could have like healthy discussions so that, you know, individuals like yourself who are autistic can hear. I'm not saying it's to change anyone's mind. I just think that nobody hears the other person because we're so busy, just, we're just so busy wallowing in whatever misery we're experiencing at that time and projecting it out on others. And it's not as productive, right? And I'm all about being productive, right? You know how I feel about being proactive and, and, and like, what are we gonna do, right? What are we gonna do? Let's get to the table and sit and talk about it. Let's talk about this. And And, you know, I've never been able to get a parent to deter from ABA, to step away from the puzzle piece by yelling at them. I've gotten a lot of parents to rethink the, 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 the goal of ABA therapy, rethink what design they're going to put on their, their child's shirt, whatever it is that they're doing, because I've just had conversations and then I lead them to understanding and seeing it differently without disrespecting where they're coming from in their journey. And I think that's what I want discussions to be about. I'm not saying I'm doing it perfect. I'm saying until we know differently, we can't do differently. There are lots of things that I have learned in this last 20 years and things that, you know I did. I mean, I was, you know, very well uh, one of those persons who had, you know, the puzzle piece shirt or the blue light on my doorstep. But then when I was informed, I was like, oh, okay, don't want to do that anymore, right? But I didn't know that information wasn't available. Now we have social media, it is available, but everyone is not on social media. Like everyone's not on social media. So everyone's not getting access to the knowledge to understand why it needs to be different, right? Believe it or not, folks, everyone's not on social media. Like I know people think everyone is, but they're not all on
1: social media. On top of that, social media forms bubbles. So on social media unless you're following, it, it, it feeds you people, like-minded individuals. So if you're a stereotypical autism mom, mm-hmm. it's going to feed you the accounts and the posts mm-hmm. from other stereotypical autism moms. Just mm-hmm. like if you're an angry autistic person who is not happy where they are in life, and I'm going to keep harping on that because there's a yeah. lot of these people, it's going to feed you the posts and accounts of other angry autistic people who aren't happy where they are in life. Yeah. And which, which is the big issue about social media. but mm-hmm. I want to flip the conversation to... Yes. we talked about how unproductive Autism Awareness Month is. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about ways that we can be productive to help yes. autistic people during Autism Awareness Month. But first, ah, A word from our sponsors. A word from our sponsors. <laughs> this episode, this special episode about Autism Awareness Month, it's brought to you by the Lipschitz family of autism curing products. A few years ago, when Donald Lipschitz's son got diagnosed with the, chronically, with, with the chronic illness of autism, <laughs> he found, he realized there was a problem. When he would post videos of meltdowns and, other, and la- lack of ability to potty train and other embarrassing things, to parents in order to garner sympathy, some, usually autistic individuals, would get mad at him for essentially pimping out his child to garner sympathy. Donald realized this was unfair because, as you know, autism is about the caregiver, not the autistic person itself. They're the real victims. Autistic caregivers are the real victims. So he decided to create his own social media network, introducing... Shitstorm. Ooh. On Shitstorm, you can post all the videos of meltdowns and tantrums and ABA that you like and it's and not receive criticism. In fact, it gives you double likes. It gives you double likes and tells you and ban, automatically bans any autistic people or anybody else Ooh. who criticize you for being a complete and total scumbag. Ooh. So, if you're interested in getting to play the victim and virtue signaling, and getting autism to be about you this April, switch to shit. Leave Twitter, leave Facebook, leave Instagram, and switch to Shitstorm. There you go. Shitstorm Social, an lipshits autism product special. I love it. I love it. If there's not a place for you to to do what you want to do and say what you want to say,
0: just create one. So now it's been created.
1: I had no, I had no time to write ad copies. So I was like, "Screw it, I'll just do it live." I, I was saving shitstorm for 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 a while, but then you start talking about social media, and like halfway through, I wasn't gonna do one today. But you start talking <laughs> about media, and I'm like, "I think this is a good time to to break out shitstorm." Yes, so I will, I will really quickly because I do want to talk about being proactive,
0: and I will say, um, and this is just my personal experience, right? Um, or now I guess it's my lived experience, in terms of you're right. It's not that the focus is on, should be on the caregiver, and the, the caregiver is not the, you know, the victim. It should not be the whole martyr parent and oh my gosh, I feel sorry. You know, even you know, when parents you know, say their child has a diagnosis, everyone's like, oh, you know, that whole thing. But I will say, Torrin, and and I say this with sincere. Honesty. In all of my years of doing special education therapy, working with families in the education field, out of all of the disabilities I have worked with, all of the disabilities, the only parents who have been treated like crap are parents of kids of autistic kids because of the umbrella that everyone thinks is a child, right? Because no one has taken the time to understand. And I say no one, I'm talking about the therapists and the educators, right? And and how I mean, I and I remember having this conversation with a colleague of mine and saying, I just no one talks to the other parents that way. No one leaves the other parents out of all of the disabilities. But when it comes to autism, not only are the parents, you know, treated poorly and left out. The children, of course, are significantly, you know, ostracized, and I think, I think, um, from my perspective, that's why it's it's become this martyr thing that people have created and jumped on. Not that I think it's right, but I can honestly say, watching over all of the years, they are the parents that are treated like shit because they treat their kids like crap, right? So they they just wrap it all in a bow and dump all over, you know, autistic family, community, whatever. Um, And it's horrible. I mean, it's horrible. I mean, I, I just wanted to put that out there because I don't know if everyone understands that, right? I see it in the therapy, in the education and I know how they talk to other families and how they talk differently to our parents, but. With that said, how can we, how can we get that evolve or, 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 or move away from that, right? And that's what we're talking about, shifting the narrative. That's why we have the podcast. That's where we're talking about things that make people a little uncomfortable, but we're being honest about what needs to be done. So what can we do? So I'm going to ask you, Torin, as an autistic individual,
1: what would you think would be productive? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of there's... There's what I want, but what I want is a bit more ex- exoteric mm-hmm. than actually practical. But the first thing that comes to mind is I want autistic people as a whole to, and this is not autistic parents and stuff, I want autistic people to expand their horizons and talk to people who disagree with them. Because mm-hmm. I think a big issue is, like I said, social media creates these bubbles. You think because it's on the world wide web, it connects people. Mm-hmm. But it does, but it also doesn't. I they need to talk, we need to talk to people. I say they because I'm autistic, but I do I go out of my way to talk to people I disagree with. I talk to people I disagree mm-hmm. I've had people on the podcast I disagree with on a whole host of issues. Yes. We need to talk to people we disagree with. That means talking to parents. So first of all, talk to autistic parents. One mm-hmm. thing we're sort of leaving out is we're assuming autistic people can't have kids. We're not assuming it, but by not mentioning them, I want to make exactly. sure that they're included. Because so a lot of yeah, the people yeah. who are screaming about this aren't actually parents. Yeah, They're people who don't have kids, so they don't yeah. get it. Because, yeah. you know, it's not because they're autistic, it's because they don't have kids. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to yeah. autistic parents. Talk to neurotypical parents of autistic mm-hmm. kids. Talk to teachers, caregivers, people who work with autistic kids. Mm-hmm. And... Sort of expand your horizon, and another thing, and this is focusing on autistic people and now I'll get to, to, to non-autistic people, parents and caregivers and such. Another thing with autistic people is, for God's sake,s you, you're not unless you have worked with large number of autistic kids, like worked in person with them and help and help them and work with them and their parents and help them reach their goals in a safe productive non-harmful manner you are not an autism expert mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're autistic you are you might be an expert on your autism I mm-hmm. doubt that I'm 30 years old I do this for a living and I'm not an expert on my own autism because mm-hmm. that's being an expert is hard in anything is hard to do you are not an autism expert you do have lived experience I have lived experience but just like I have lived experience I am not an autism expert you, on the other hand, are an autism expert by virtue of all the, of the hundreds, if not thousands of autistic people and their parents and their teachers and their therapists that you and their caregivers that you have worked with. So I'd like a lot of autistic people to get their heads out of their ass. I think some of them really believe this stuff because they have followers on Twitter. They think mm-hmm. they know what they'll say. Autism is wanting to wear one white sock and one black sock. I hate when I see quotes like autism is. No, that's what it is for you. Yes. Stop because because then and then what do you see? They'll see another large profile saying, Well, that's not autism for me, and then the whole thing will just des- will devolve into I an know. argument between autistic people. It's the most unproductive I thing know. I can imagine. It happens every single day online. <laughs> As for parents, be proactive. We talk I talk about this all the time. Be proactive. It will make your life easier. Yes, you're gonna have to put in a little extra work on the front end, but it will save you work on the back end. So that means if you got to make some visuals, that, caught, that, that takes work, but then you're less likely to have to deal with the meltdown in the grocery store. If you work to find foods that your child likes, they're less likely to have nutrition deficiencies, and then you have the doctor looking at you, and you're praying to God that they don't call uh, child protective services. Mm-hmm. If you find a way they can communicate, even if it's not verbally, even if it's not in a neurotypical way, that will help you get an idea of what their needs are to avoid all the other stuff that I've just mentioned. Put in the work on the front end and it'll save you work on the back end. That's something that for this April, I wish more, obviously you're not going to get it in one month, but I wish more parents and more caregivers would um, put more work into. Mm-hmm. And finally, and this goes for everybody, autistic, non-autistic, parents, caregivers, I don't care. Listen to autistic voices of color. Mm -hmm. like me for example thank you for listening yes Yes. listen to autistic voices of color because our experiences are going to be different especially because autism is still unfortunately assumed to be sort of the white boy disorder Mm -hmm. there's a whole reason for that i'm I'm not going to go into it karen rose is a great seminar where he talks about that Mm -hmm. but listen Mm -hmm. to autistic voices of color because they will give you a different perspective for example you'll hear autistic voice of color saying Mm -hmm. things like going to a crowded baseball game is traumatizing. You, yeah. you don't hear that from autistic you, you, you just don't. Because unfortunately, we're dealing with real trauma. Like if we walk out in the street and we're, we, we don't present as neurotypical or mm-hmm. we're having a really bad day and we're in public, the cops might show up. That could yeah. be bad for us. So yeah. listen to autistic voices of color. And that, 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 that's about it. Because obviously none of that can be done perfectly in one month. But I would like people to start that. Yeah. Because those are sort of the things, in my opinion, and I'm interested to hear what your, what your uh, ideas are. That would be, in my opinion, how we could really start moving the ball forward on this. And actually, we say it all the time, shifting the narrative on everything autism. That's how. It's by getting to the root of issues, listening to people, and being proactive and parenting with intent. And for autistic people, I, I don't know. I guess it's living with intent then, <laughs> like functioning with intent. I don't know what we call it, but for autistic people too, just not going through life, well, oh, I'll figure it out. You know, you're not going to figure it out because we're autistic and we tend to suck at making things up on the fly. So you're not going to figure it out. You got to put in the work on the front end too. That's all I got. Yeah, those are great. And what I hear is, you know,
0: just we need to have discussions. Like, you know, we we need to sit at the table with people that we don't have the same, you know, ideas and we're coming from different cultures or we have to start having discussions and it has to be outside of our comfort zone of we all just agree, right? Um, and those are not always easy. You know, I, I think I like yourself, you know, I look for 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 conversations um, so that not only can I learn but, but you know, maybe I, you know, they can learn and, and, and we can all shift our narrative around different things, but it, we can't live in a bubble. We have to be open to understanding that everyone has a different experience. And I'll just say without, you know, I won't even, I'm just going to say it. And however it comes out and it's perceived, I have no control over that. Um, everyone knows where my heart is, but I find it really interesting that autistic individuals will say people need to accept, you know, accept your child stimming, you know, accept blah, 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 and accept different, right? But then when it comes to them accepting difference within their own community, nobody's open to that, right? Like, <laughs> like, like I, I'm not gonna accept that you think differently than I do. Or I'm not going to accept that, you know, autism is wearing a red sock, wearing a blue sock. Um, And I think it just boils down to the fact that autistic individuals are human beings. I say this all the time. I have to remind therapists and teachers that they're human beings. And all human beings are unique and different. Everybody, any parent who has had more than one child with the same DNA pot, right? Like if you are with someone and you procreate together more than one child they're two different human beings they are not the same even identical twins have different personalities right so I I think it's really just getting to the point that we need to have discussions we need to be open to sitting and discussing we need to be open about and honest about the conversations what I would like to see now that I think about what I want to do Every April, I do something Um, and this last April, I did a series on YouTube and I'm gonna continue that series. I'm gonna do it once a week. I did four last year, I'm gonna do four and I'll just keep building on the series. But I think that this year I may actually do some posting and giving parents ideas of what they can do that is productive. So one of the things that popped in my mind while I was listening to you is I'm gonna challenge my family members to meet with one family member that has never really either accepted a diagnosis of it you know never really understood or just always pushing back on them and I'm going to challenge them to just saying hey you know what I'd like for us to just go have coffee or tea or I'm just going to come over and visit and just open the discussion and ask them Why is it so hard for you to acknowledge that my child's autistic, right? What is difficult for you to understand why I have to do these sensory things when we have family events? Open the discussion for dialogue. That is how we're going to be able to shift the narrative. So I think I'm going to come up with a list of things that parents can do. Um, and, And, you know, I may or may not tackle the teachers. There's a lot on their plate this year. So I think maybe just focusing on parents because I do think that, Families need support systems, right? And, and, and your family sometimes can be your initial support system. Not always. Sometimes your friends are. But I think that's what I'd like to see this year. You know, something that is going to open the dialogue. And for parents, that also means they have to come outside of their comfort zone of being angry, right? Angry at that aunt who keeps saying, you just need to spank that boy. Nothing wrong with him. You know, that whole scenario, right? Sit down with her and
1: ask her. And they need to come out of that that they need to come out of that zone of anger, anger mm-hmm. that their kid isn't neurotypical. They yes. need to stop the 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 pitch line Lipschitz uses that I didn't remember, yes. which is why I'm probably never doing another live read again. We might lose our sponsorship for how I butchered that. Mm-hmm. But I believe that that they're their saying is help Lipschitz, helping you get back the child that never existed. Yes. The reason the, the reason Lipschitz has that model is because parents and, and, and a guest we had on a podcast a few weeks ago, Henry Brand, a friend of mine, he once said parents mourn children that never existed. Mm-hmm. They mourn this child that was going to be an architect or a lawyer or some high class job that most of us will never be and get paid more, than, more money than either of us are probably ever going to see. Um, and any of them are probably ever going to see. They, they mourn that child, even though that, that wasn't the child they had. Mm-hmm. That was not going to be the child they were going to have. That mm-hmm. isn't the child they have, and they mourn it anyway. need mm-hmm. to get out of that zone of anger. Yes, it, your child is different than what you expected, but that's how life is. Life comes at you fast. That's it it that's is it. what it is. So they need to step out of that anger. From and I, and I guess that's a that's a that's another point I could make on my on my side is parenting. Stop being so angry mm-hmm. at everything. Just like with autistic people, they need to stop being so angry. Parents are angry too. They're angry about everything. It's like, I get it. Being a parent is hard. I, I don't get it because I don't have kids. But I know a bunch of you have kids. I work with you. Um it's hard. I, I've worked with children, I've talked to parents. It's hard. I get that it's hard, but that that anger is just not productive. Yeah. And you're not gonna get anything done. It's not gonna change anything. It's just gonna make everything else harder. And
0: you know, I will I will share a story um about a mom who and I will never forget and I thought oh my gosh I just love this it was a, a mom who came into one of the groups and she said my son was diagnosed three weeks ago with autism I screamed I've yelled I have cried now I'm ready to get to work what do I need to do like she processed it in a way that she needed to process it right everybody has a right to process whatever now you know I know people oh you know you shouldn't you can't tell people how to feel like, you know, this is ridiculous. Just like we shouldn't tell our autistic kiddos to keep going to that check thing. You know, how do you feel every five minutes, go from green to red. Like you can't tell people not to be angry. You can't tell, you know, calm down when people are upset. Right. However, she processed it in a way that she needed to process it. And then she wanted to get to work to see what she could do. Right. And I thought that was such a wonderful example of, She's a human being. She's a parent. She received a diagnosis. She wasn't expecting, I guess, when she gave birth, I'm quite sure when you get pregnant, you're not really thinking about any diagnosis of any, right? Whether it's medical or, or, you know, autism or whatever it is. And then she said, I'm ready to get to work. What do I need to do? My child needs a way to communicate. What do I do? Where do I start? Right? Like how do I get supports in place for my kiddo? Um, And it was just, I just will never forget that. And so I just think people need to sit at the table and have discussions. And I think that's going to require us to get outside of our comfort zone. And and that's the only way to make progress in any way for anything is we've got to be uncomfortable. No, it's not fun to be uncomfortable, but it's part of growth. I mean, it's just part of growth, you know, lots of uncomfortableness for me to grow to where I am. And I still need to grow, still trying to like check myself, make sure I'm not saying the wrong thing or. You know, be, I'm being honest with myself and, and others, but also not being ableist or, or being whatever, but just the honesty. And so that's what I really would like to see. I think we need to do more work around families starting with acceptance and, and appreciation and awareness and whatever other words we want to throw in there. Just start with your family unit and your friends. Start with your neighbors. Start with that obnoxious neighbor next door who keeps calling and complaining about your kid jumping on the trampoline for two hours, because that happens a lot, unfortunately. I mean, it really does, Torn. and I'm laughing, but the reality is, you know, there's a lot of, um, I mean, I've known parents who have literally lost housing because their child needs to jump on a trampoline for sensory input, and the neighbors complain, and no one complains about anybody else's kids, except for autistic kids. And it's unfair and it's ridiculous and it's disgusting, but that's the reality, right? And that's the reality that a lot of families have to face, um, which is hard. And so we need to start having those discussions.
1: It's true, but one thing is, um, I really like you to sort of, I don't know, check your privilege because it is incredibly ableist to tell autistic people that they need to be a little bit uncomfortable. Autistic people should be allowed to always be comfortable as you know, that's completely, it's it's entirely possible to chase your dreams and achieve things without ever being uncomfortable. And being uncomfortable is completely unnecessary. Autistic people should be allowed to chase their dreams without ever having to be uncomfortable. And that is incredibly ableist of you. And the sad Mm -hmm. part about that is of all the jokes I've made so far, that's probably the almost verbatim what people are saying. That one, unfortunately they're like, well, this shouldn't have to be uncomfortable. Everyone has to be a little uncomfortable to grow. The issue is autistic people because of our sensory sensitivities, Mm -hmm. we're almost always uncomfortable. And there's a limit, everyone has a limit of how uncomfortable they can tolerate for long periods of time. And we tend to always be up against our thresholds that then gets interpreted that we're fragile because we're already up against that limit. But yes, we do, and so it's a little tougher for us, but yes, we have to manipulate variables to be uncomfortable. Just like parents, you might already be uncomfortable because of the struggles of raising a disabled child, Mm -hmm. but you have to manipulate variables and we're here to teach you. We're not just telling you to do shit. The whole point of this podcast is to teach parents and teach how to manipulate those variables Mm -hmm. to create that space to grow. That's the whole yeah. mission. That's what we do. We do all that for free. We're here every week doing that. We're, do, we're here every couple months of our seasons. We're here every week with Aspie Talk. That's what we're trying to do. Because we're doing it, too. We're, we're not, at least for, for me, I'm not speaking from on high. I'm, I'm, I am I never try to do that. So, yeah, I, I think we, we should wrap this up. Uh, it's a little bit rambly, but I loved it because no. we some stuff in there. I have to.
0: No, Tornan, I think that you just said it. I think you just said it in terms of what should April be about in regards to autism? It should be about taking an opportunity to be a little uncomfortable so that you can grow. And and then of course, having those discussions so that we can shift the narrative so that it can just be, um, our communities just need to be better um, for, for autistic individuals to navigate, right? And that takes everybody working Together, not battling it out to convince people. Sometimes I feel like it's almost like a religion that somebody's trying to convince you of. And I'm like, wait a minute, you trying to get me to join like a-
1: But unfortunately that's, we have a lot- of- I, I
0: know, play. I know. But that's okay because we are gonna do our part and we want our listeners to do their part. And we want to do our part all year round. Torin and I are here all the time. We're not going to be here just in April. And so um, this was a good discussion, Torin. I, I really enjoyed this, especially
1: because- Doing he- our part to- Yeah. Shift, we're doing the our- shift the narrative. Shift uh, the narrative. Around every-
0: everything autism.
1: That might be our new sign off. Ooh, I love that. We're doing our part shift narrative everything autism. Uh, yeah, we-, we-, we might run with that. Well, guys, thanks for listening. See ya. Okay. Thanks. Hey guys, if you want to follow the podcast on social media, find us on Twitter at Shifting Autism. You can follow Stacy on Twitter at Autism Sage and Instagram at Everything Autism. Follow me on Twitter at TK underscore Aspie, on Instagram at Autistic underscore Author, and on Facebook at The Autistic Author. Thanks for listening.